you miss that? I did, I really did. Oh, how much? How much you the missed? The most. The most amount. You like this better than ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, better than chocolate ice cream. Yeah, fuck chocolate ice cream. Oh, yeah. You like this better than Jesus? That's just, that's just not appropriate. Oh, you like this better than baby Jesus? Uh, huh, huh, uh, about, a, about an equal amount. You love me. What? Mr. Steal Your Girl is back. Part two. Young Malice back in it, bro. Yeah. Wait, was Malice the word? Yeah, Malice was the word Mal- he used. That, like, was just fucking chef's kiss. That was a perfect word to describe his fucking his fighting style, his WWE signature. Malice in the palace. <sighs> palace happens to be the swamp. Go, dude. Bro, lightning just struck twice. Same no, spot. I can't Same. take credit for that. The mouse in the palace was a thing. Um, that that was the name of like the event when uh, Ron Artest, a basketball player, literally jumped in the crowd and started beating the shit out of a fan. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the they like fuck? threw something at him or something, and he literally just like gone straight up broke Jesus. the fourth wall, hopped in, and just started whooping ass, dude. Well, dude, I'm gonna tell you what though. I mean, shit. Jimmy was doing shit like that. Like I, I could totally see him in the court jumping out of it to beat someone's ass. Wait, are you now? Are you purposely calling him that, or are you still yeah. just stuck on calling him Jimmy? It's Jimmy, man. I, Vic, Victor Crowley is literally gone. Crown Vic. Nah. The Crown Vic boys. That was his rap group in the swamp. <laughs> they had something there. Those Louisiana Those swampy boys. boys. Yeah, and funny enough, that's why I mean. Still, a little wing got to start off that. I think uh, Kodak Black did too. Actually, actually, he's not from Louisiana. Damn it, I ruined the bit. Lil Wayne for sure, though. All the greats, man. Yeah, man. Um, hmm, I'm not. Well, you know what? There's a lot this to talk about. Like, yeah, th- dude. Like, it's kind of hard to pace ourselves a little bit, but I mean. I guess right before we just get really knee deep into it, you want to kind of introduce the movie that we're talking about? Yeah. So obviously it's Hatchet 2. Um, it was released, uh, it like premiered in 2010, end of 2010, released in the beginning of 2011, um, three years after the first. Uh, it's, it's on Tubi as well as all of them are, all the Hatchet series. Runtime is about the same at an hour and 25 minutes. Um, we got the taglines. Now, it's hard to top the last one. We got Victor Crowley lives again. Hold on to all of your pieces. And just Victor Crowley lives. But you know I mean, what? But he, he didn't even die, though, in the last one, bro. He he was on, he was living high, if anything. Yeah, that's he true. That's not really a, like, like, if you've seen the first one, you know he lives. Yeah, like. So. Huh, maybe they're just trying to do the Friday the 13th thing. Maybe. So, a little synopsis. Mary Beth from the first one escapes the clutches of the deformed, swamp-dwelling, iconic killer, Victor Crowley. Did you write this, Riley? Iconic? <laughs> After yeah, I, le- mean, I would say stoic, but... Oh, true. I mean, you, you could mix and match them. I'm sure you know that. Oh, yeah, no, but my preference is always going to be Stoic first, Iconic second. You know me, man. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. After learning the truth... 
After yeah, learning the ahead, truth, oh, thank you for permission. After Absolutely. learning, you're a piece of shit now. <laughs> <laughs> After learning the truth about her family's connection to the hatchet wielding madman, Mary Beth, excuse me, returns to the Louisiana swamps along with an army of hunters to recover the bodies of her family and exact the bloodiest revenge against the Bayou Butcher. Crowley dies tonight. <laughs> You're not far off. I was thinking, dude, the entire movie, like the whole setup, I was thinking, I was like, bro, this is way ahead of its time. Holy shit. <laughs> That's what it is. I didn't even think of that. Same kind of characters, too. Really? Yeah, you didn't get the vibe just from like after that kind of lore dump. We kind of get a retelling of like his backstory, but then it's like, oh, wait, you weren't really there. <laughs> I was really there. When we get to the section with Victor, we're going to have to talk about some of that lore. Because, okay. Um, But yeah, neither. Well, all right. I'll bite. (laughs) There's a couple of parts from this movie I had remembered that we'll talk about. For the most part, I didn't really. And this is your first time watching it again, right? Yeah. Unless you just hopped in on like, yeah, it's all Hatchet 3. Um, but yeah, let's, oh, I almost screwed up our segment. Riley. Ooh, gotta be careful, man. Come on. What, what, what are you going to Chill, 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 chill. The night will soon yeah. be upon us. <sighs> Fuck, dude, but that's when evil dies. Who's ready to do some haunting, huh? <laughs> the night will soon be upon us. The spirits of the damned are on the rise. Let's get our souls on the move, my friends. The budget is listed at 800000 which essentially, if the first budget was to believe correct, this is like half. Almost, just about, yeah. And I think there's some giveaways, though, when we get to it about why. Yeah. What I saw, I kind of didn't want to believe. I'm like, no, that's just purposely trying to look like that. Okay, are we? Is that going to be in the kill section? Oh, I feel like definitely. We're, or what are you like, talking about? Come on, give me a little teaser. Some things were a little bit comical. Well, like it's a funny wise. movie, right? But it's a go- it's a goofy movie, so like, there's no points taken off by it. But I kind of noticed something was a little bit off. Well, it was filmed in New Orleans. Writer director again is Adam Green, and we got some new characters. We got some new actors. Um, yeah, one of them's one of the coolest. Daniel Harris takes over as Mary Beth Dunstan from the first one, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty dope. I it, think it, I don't think I remember that she was in it. Uh, seeing her, like in in Hatchet, she's a good actress. Like straight up, actually a good actress. I was like, dude, go back to Halloween. Like, you're freaking me out. <laughs> it's that crossover, bro. That's She's setting it up for it's down the road. Cool. Now we have a little bit of everything now. We've had, you know, our Friday the 13th. We got our girl from Halloween. We got fucking England being a little f- papa. Did we know? Yeah, I know. That's crazy, too. Yeah, she's like, the son. We kind of have, like, three bigs all in one sitting, dude. The big three. Big three in one series, I should say. Not sitting goofy wording on my part dude you sound so dumb too that's crazy i'm leaving that in fuck 
Is, was Dunstan ever established in the first one as the last name? No. I, I, if anything, no, I don't believe so. Okay, because Dunstan, okay, I'll give it. I mean, that sounds like someone, like, probably in film school, like, making up a last name, like, Dunstan. I mean, <laughs> like, Dunstan, yeah. I know a few Dunstans, bro. No, you don't. But here's the thing. I'll let that go. What I won't let go is Samson Dunstan. <laughs> Bro, every time they said that name, and there was, I want to get do like a cut of it of all the times they said it. In the one scene, Tony Todd must have said it 10 times. It's like Samson Dunstan, Samson Dunstan. Dunstan. Yeah, he didn't realize that was just a vocal warm up. That really wasn't even a character in the, in the script. I mean, Samson alone, that's a bold choice to like name your kid. <laughs> that's pretty fucking bold of you, Samson. Yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, unless your like family is known to be like, uh, Samoan, like just massive and like has long hair and like flowing locks. If you know your kids, gonna come out looking like Robert England of that ilk. Probably should name him Samson, just because of the image that the name Samson co- conjures up. Because it's the only other person named fucking Samson. The reason the name exists because of a dude in Bible who had super long hair and was like the strongest guy in the world. But regardless, Samson Dunstan is the worst thing I've ever heard. Straight up, and I fucking hate it. All right, continue. I'm kind, I'm dude. I'm kind of speechless. I mean, shit, dude. Is it fucking idea? Samson. That really really got under your skin, huh? Oh, bro, Samson Dunstan. I mean, we'll do when you have half the budget. I mean, what the fuck do you expect them to do? Does that sound like a regular guy named to you, Samson Dunstan? No, but if they call him just like Sam, like I feel like if they just short like shortened it to just Sam, like Sam Dunstan. Sam, okay, I'll take that. Not Samson Dunstan, and I'm purposely saying it over and over again so I can really bug you, like it bugs me. Really? Samson, I mean, it won't bother me, bro. You're just bothering yourself. With this Samson point. Dunstan, self harm, bro. You like Samson that? Dunstan, you like that? That, but like, but Jordan, you hate it so much. But notice how iconic it sounds when you say it. Uh, nah. I mean, Samson Dunstan. Samson Dunstan. Samson <laughs> Dunstan. It's right there. Like, it, it goes off the tongue like that, man. It's one of those words, you know, when you keep saying a word over and over again and it, like, just doesn't sound real. It's yeah. not even like, yeah. It's like, what are these noises? It kind of like, uh, <laughs> it breaks the fourth wall of life almost, like the simulation. You get like a reality check. You're like, what the fuck am I saying? Like, really? That name did it off the first time. I've never had that happen again. I said, what? Samson Dunstan? It was really introspective of you to kind of hear that and be like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Dude, it broke everything. It broke the simulation, that name alone. How many, I don't want to like skip too far ahead. How many points does that name bring down? Oh, all of the points. The amount of syllables in it. All the points less than 10 are because of Samson. Wait for it. Dunstan. (sighs) At least honestly though, like, from a scale from one to ten, how much fear would be stricken in your heart if you were if you were in the ring, right? I would laugh. I'm like, come on, Samson, no, Samson, that was your first no, draft. But like, you would laugh. But then, what if you get your ass handed to you? Like, you just get knocked fucking flat out. No, because instantly I hear that name, and no one has ever will ever be named Samson Dunstan. So I, so I would think, okay, someone wrote that. They're like trying to write a novel, and they have no writing experience, so they wrote Samson Dunstan. You say, okay, come. I know you wrote that, but like, actually think for a second. Let's think of a better name. Dude, there are a, 
roughly about seven billion people on Earth. You don't think that a Samson Dunstan doesn't exist among us? Nope. And I'll die by that. Don't Google it. <laughs> and I got uh, a few more pages on the Samson Dunstan thing, so just oh, ride out with me. Okay. We'll spread <laughs> it out through each segment. Yeah, let's get into the etymology first so we can really understand it. <laughs> now, the prefix done. Yes. All right, I'm done with it. Um, <laughs> Danielle right. Harris, I mean, obviously she's Halloween 4 and 5, or her big claims to fame. She's also in the, the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Um, Shout out. Yeah, apparently she was in the recent Creep Show, too, which I still haven't seen. I've heard good things about. It's on oh, Shudder. really? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it either. <laughs> That's a real Samson Dunstan move. Is, is it, though? No, it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. More of a Riley move. We got our boy Tony Todd playing a character for real, bro. He gets, I mean, and it's funny too with half the budget almost, we get like a full on Tony Todd in this movie. Yeah, he's like, well, he did it for free again. I'm sure he's like, listen, let me just be very dramatic. I need like a ten minute narration scene. Um, I'll take off the makeup, but I have to be doing it in screen. I need to, I need a parrot. And, and and I really want to drive. I'm not going to do this part if I don't get Samson Dunstan <laughs> in the script. If that's a Tony Todd fucking requirement. Like a fucking clown if you're shitting on it and then Tony Todd was the one to create that name. No, then I respect the shit out of it. That seems like a Tony <laughs> Todd fucking like full 180. It's in his rider or whatever. Like he's not showing up unless he has like only yellow yeah, M&Ms and Samson Dunstan. Samson Dunstan. <laughs> need Dunstan. a parrot? A Samson Dunstan. That's all, that would make sense though. Now I'm actually cool with it. This is a Tony oh, Todd thing. Look at that. See, you're welcome, dude. All right. Well, I just shed like 40 pounds of like stress and less anger. We've gone through like like a full rotation of character development, man. Like, yeah, I'm a real insane. fickle a bitch. Of like 15 minutes. I couldn't even stand behind my principles. Well, but, no, I mean, but that's good that that shows that you're willing to change and evolve to time. Or I'm just a yeah. fucking Tony Todd knob slobber. Well, who who realistically isn't? Like, if you've seen Tony Todd, why would you not be? No, but here's... Now, do you think this was a choice? Tony mm-hmm. Todd, they did him so dirty with his hair situation. They he, they gave him the, the meme of just fuck me, I shit up, fam. <laughs> I don't know if that was, was he, a choice. Wait, did he even... Did he not? I thought he didn't have hair in this movie. I thought he was like bald. So he's balding, which I can appreciate. You know, I respect yeah. that. You know, I'm on <laughs> shout that, out to my people out there. I I'm, know a couple friends. I'm on that big brain Tony Todd shit. You know, the ones with the big brains that stretches out our skin and the hair falls out is it needs to make room for the brain. We all understand that. Okay, let's mm-hmm. move along. Because hair gets in the way, realistically. The more hair you have, the dumber you are. Yeah, because like Hence, our neurons are like doubling, 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 you know. And sometimes you gotta like it's just like swimmers how they have to shave their legs and shed weight. Like it seems so like such a small fraction of like that really affects you. But like when we're talking about like our brain just getting as big as fucking possible, yeah, you need that extra room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I understand. But the actual way he's balding is just fucked up. It's like a horseshoe. Yeah, but it's like grown out and patchy 
and there's a few shots of him. I'm like, dude, stop. Don't do that to him, man. Like, they're like, you want that though. If that's a choice, then I respect it. If that's a Tony Todd choice, <laughs> then you know what? I think I might do something like that. But only if it's a Tony Todd choice. If it was their choice to clown Tony Todd, then I'm out again. It's a rough look. I've never seen that in a movie, I don't think. Even the disheveled <laughs> or like homeless characters, like they don't actually look like that shitty. And they just got like a lot of hair. Like normally, stereotypically, a lot of homeless people will just have like, oh yeah, long hair, full beards and movies and stuff. Yeah, but even like burn victims or something like in movies, they're still more like cinematic than what they did at Tony Todd's hair. It was the least cinematic thing. They I've wanted ever to seen. go for a more grounded approach. I mean, overall, like, wouldn't you agree? This movie was kind of a lot more serious in like the first half. Um, for bit. sure. Yeah, like I feel like <laughs> I don't know if the hair was meant to be like realistic, but somewhere lines got crossed. That's Samson Dunstan <laughs> hair. You know, that's not Tony Todd hair. Or, I'm sorry, Reverend Zombie hair. Yeah. But you're right. The tone was uh, more serious for sure. And, and they tried to start really joking it up, but like it didn't work because it, I don't know, it didn't work the same. Yeah. That, oh man. Yeah. When we talk about the opening, I definitely wanted yeah. to express I was a little bit nervous that some of the magic was fleeting. I'm with you there. Well, I would say let's just get through the actors, but there are some fucking legends. Tom Holland. Yeah, no, there is there is still a shit ton, like a star cast. Yeah, Kane Hodder obviously is in it again. Um, yeah. Tom Holland as Bob, like the uncle, which I, I saw the name in the beginning. I just didn't know it was him that was Tom Holland. And like, yeah. he's, I mean, he wrote and directed Fright Night and Child's Play are probably his biggest claims to fame, um, mm-hmm. which we'll definitely be doing both at some point dude i think i somewhere along the line i think i watched fright night i love super early like so early that i i honestly couldn't recall you because it's the like 1985 right yeah that sounds about right maybe 88 an older movie yeah because I, I, I swear to god i've watched it once at a very young age in missouri and i have this vivid like memory of this dude like bearing like his teeth and like he's growing claws and shit from his fingernails i don't remember the context but like um isn't he like a werewolf or something like that or like a vampire it's a vampire movie yeah oh it's a vampire okay because i like i remember fright night but i remember i got so scared i didn't want to watch it because of that dude like transforming yeah and it's just like amazing practical effects it's like fun like it's just a great mm-hmm. movie yeah, it, it's always been on my watch list for like, oh, I want to watch it again, but I always get sidetracked with other movies that are not so much worth watching. Not the, not Hatchet, but just other like stupid movies like Uncle Sam that I wanted to watch. Yeah, and Fright Night is one. such a sleeper like that because it doesn't like it's just kind of a, it's just not Fright Night like you nobody really mm-hmm. like you don't really hear of it. It doesn't have like an Uncle Sam kind of name. I mean, that's how they get you though too, like Terrifier. Like all those kind of hidden gems, they have very like straightforward names, which is cool because I don't think they mean to be a little bit deceptive, but it's dope how it's like uh, coy with like, oh yeah, Fright Night, just this little spooky, ghoulish night, you know, nothing too serious or child play. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think, yeah, dude. Wow, I I, I don't want to start a rant. That's like a can of worms. I remember 
for whatever reason, because everyone, I feel like almost what, realistically, a lot of people have like puppet fear phase or like they're just very like puppet phobic. Yeah, they're just creepy. Yeah, like, or doll phobic or whatever it may be. I don't know what the actual phobia is, but yeah, no, like it would scare the shit out of you. Like, I think it was like maybe when I turned like 15 or maybe 14, I had this revelation in my head and I'm like, Dude, I would punt the shit out of them. How the fuck was I ever scared of dolls like Chucky? Yeah, that's true. I always thought Anything that. Like that. Yeah. Like I, I just had that revelation in my mind and I'm like, wait, how could I cuz it's funnily enough, I was scared of the goosebumps. Uh Oh, there's some good goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a creepy goosebumps one. A huge childhood like that kind of introduced me to horror, ironically enough. Those ventriloquist ones are super creepy. They're yeah, no, it definitely and like that, it just imprinted on me. And then I realized, like later down the line, I'm like, dude, what's literally stopping me from just kicking the shit out of it? Like, what is it gonna do? Well, with Chucky, you got the knife. That's kind of a. That's a little more fucked. Yeah, but I mean, bro, but like, I'm I'm like taller than him, so. Can't Fair be point. Me, dude. That's true. <laughs> like, I mean, it, nature goes. You know, survival of the fittest. There's also that subtext underneath that. You know, survival of the tallest. Like, but you got to think. Someone, you just automatically win. If you're getting real logical about it, though, you got to think like if they have magic and stuff, like to even be in a live puppet, you're probably not going to do shit to them. They'll just come back, and they got some magic shit you don't even know about. Well, dude, that's why throw them in a lead box. Done. Throw that key away. Yep. Uh, we also got Perry Shen came back. Uh, this time as Justin, the twin brother, completely yeah, different I- guy. I, dude i seriously when i watched this movie i was like okay don't be racist don't be racist is that the same actor like, <laughs> i really was thinking in my mind it has to be the same oh for sure because they changed the main girl and i was like okay there's oh, fuck. <laughs> like he shows up on the screen and i'm like i don't want to look up the movie but it's like i'm just gonna say it's the same actor fuck a it. slippery slope man it is a slippery slope, but it's dope though. It's cool that he came back, and then he like switched up his accent a few times in this movie, which also threw me off. I'm like, okay, what? Are you, what are you doing, dude? I liked a bit. Like, it wasn't bad. The yeah, whole French cool. thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny how he. I mean, technically, he dies twice. Oh yeah, for sure. They must be tight. Him and the director, like, to bring him back like that. Yeah, he's cool. I like him a lot, Parishan. Uh, we got, we got some other like big names. You got. I don't want to say big name, like who, but R.A. Milhoff as Trent. I Bro, I was just about to reference him, yeah. Fucking Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre 3. Dude's uh-huh. a fuck, he's, a, he's a tank, dude. Yeah, he's in some other stuff. I mean, he's, he was in your next um, Satanic Panic. I, can't, I, I don't think I've seen that one. It's in 2019. Satanic Panic? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that. There's a few of them. That's why I get them all confused. They're all satanic related. Um, mm. There's also House of the Devil, which one of them was in. One of these actors. Oh, he was. Or no, A.J. Bowen as Leighton. He was in House of the Devil and You're Next. I'm sorry. R.A. Milhoff wasn't in You're Next. But he was in Krampus, The Devil Returns. Oh, <laughs> shit. They made a second Krampus movie? I guess. I haven't seen that one. What I don't fuck? I don't know if it's our boy. Uh, what's his name? That did All Hallows Eve. As I know, he did the first one. Oh yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I mean, if I mean, we've never heard of Krampus too, so I doubt. 
right? I doubt he directed the second Krampus. When did the second one come out? I'm actually curious. Two thousand. Came out. Oh, it says right here, 2016. Yeah. Huh. What? Then how old it's is a... Krampus, dude? No, it's that not. Was like a... Oh no, this this might not even be related at all to it. I mean, it says on the uh, like front poster cover, it's like Krampus two, but it doesn't oh. look like the same. Wait, what's its rating? Monster one point six. No, I don't think this is. What is <laughs> this? Oh my gosh! Hey man, it's on Tubi for free. Shout out, by the way. Oh, love and Tubi. So my dying breath. I don't think that's related at all. But they just like probably rid like wrote off the uh, success of that first Krampus movie. What the fuck? Dude, there's another Krampus movie, by the way, called Krampus Unleashed. Yeah, there's Krampus the Christmas Devil, Krampus the Reckoning. These all have two, one or two stars. Oh my god. Oh, it is. This is the second film to Krampus 2013. Wait. No. The Christmas. Yeah, it's the second one to Krampus the Christmas Devil from 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Wow. Anyways. Dude. Oh my god. I didn't know Krampus had such a down bad rabbit hole. Yeah, that's almost like clickbait. Knockoffs. Yeah, they're like clickbait movies. Yeah, right. It's like uh Oh fuck, what was it like the night terror of Elm Street? <laughs> like some bullshit like that where it's like, oh yeah, Krampus. The spook like on Friday Oak Street. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh my gosh. What? I didn't mean to say I said the spook on Oak Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I don't know if I should beat Whoa, that. Oh dude. We gotta start over after that. Fuck me. Oh my gosh, dude. Wow. But well, like that's kind of funny though. Yeah, we all <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. All right, I'm moving past that. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, dude, R. A. Uh, Mihailov. Yeah. What a great. Dude, he his class. Friend, wow. Cool. Super dope guy. Actually, I really liked his performance. We got Alexis Kendra as Avery, um, who hasn't really been in much, but she is in a horror movie I've seen recently from 2019 called The Cleaning Lady. That's on Hulu. Oh, it's actually I don't know not if I've bad. Heard of that actually? Yeah, it's like just a random movie I came across. Like it's not amazing but it's like it's not bad okay. um she's like the star of that so it it sounds like one of those movies that like if you ever just kind of like skim through youtube a lot there'll be like these compilations of like oh up like upcoming horror movies right and you never end up like you forget about it and not realize that like none of those movies you ever hear about again because they're like you said they're just not, like not real or just they cancel mid-production yeah they're just not like, or it's like studio movies, so you'll like never see them. Yeah, I, it's weird to think about too. Have we ever, like, I mean, there, there's a few movies that have been canceled, like big, and I'm talking about like bigger movies. Like, has there ever been like, because I know it was in talks with like Leprechaun versus uh, Candyman, but it was only announced after it was already canceled and shot down that they were thinking about making it right. Like, there hasn't been like a big movie that's been talked about and in production that was then canceled? I think with um, like obviously the Freddy vs. Jason. I don't remember. They tried Freddy for like, Jason. yeah, they were trying to do that for tw- like at least 20 years 
um, before it finally got greenlit. And they had brought in so many writers. And it's really so- been 20 years after, like, Friday 13th Part like 5? Is that the one where we see Freddy take Jason's mask underneath the lake? No, that's 9, but, like, they had been talking about it, seriously, oh, like, they, even yeah, before. Talks. Yeah, like, okay. it was just this thing, because everybody wanted to see it, and there were such massive successes. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many, there's an entire book about it because there's so many t- oh, cool, directors cool. Like and book. yeah, like it seems really interesting. Um, but yeah, so, but I don't know if that, I think that was probably public knowledge since they brought so many different yeah. people in. Yeah, like just going back to yeah, my whole point, like the cleaning lady sounds like a trailer you'd see in those like compilations of movies that are like 50 50, like, oh, they're real or not real because like it sounds familiar or like, like a key really and peel sketch <laughs> what's up or like a key and peel sketch of a horror movie <laughs> yeah true it's always like the insert noun here oh speaking of key and peel colton dunn was in some episodes i know that was a great Actually? segue thank you yeah yeah well look at that man he's like he, the comic relief kind of guy mm-hmm. yeah 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 I, I remember him um and then we got some reoccurring people that got like kind of cameo style like flashback things um or jack cracker yeah uh, john carl buchler in the opening which why isn't he cracker jack why jack two on the cracker? nose man two on the nose is it the i mean a little bit yeah definitely it's like blatantly there i mean oh you just swap it around and then it's not it's this whole new thing and, and then it's subtle but you would think like are they saying his actual first name and no because they say in the first one that's everyone just calls him jack cracker so that's obviously not his like birth name so like if other people were naming him that they would name him cracker jack because that fault like that's a thing why couldn't his nickname just be cracker (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) what's up cracker yeah boys i'm sure that's what they call him behind his back oh yeah um, Mercedes McNabb as Misty and Jolie Fiore as Jenna, the two like um, yeah, porn stars for the first one. Hey, dude, we call them adult women. <laughs> Whoa, I got so we got to get them in because I got something yeah, to say yeah, about yeah, that. Speaking of adult women, we did not see a whole. Oh lot of my that gosh, kind of scared me a little bit. We got some lore, uh, for better <laughs> or worse, dude. And hey, I mean, is it a coincidence that this came out 2010? See, we live long enough to see our fucking heroes become villains, fallen angels, dude. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Our our idols became our rivals, man. It made me a little bit ill. I was like, dude, where are we going? You're like, like oh, yeah, that's pretty like, ill. I really thought this was gonna be a relative like plot point too, because they they dragged on it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're my fifth grade teacher, and I, I would. Oh. I was so quick to just fast forward that shit. I was so uncomfortable. Yikes, man. I know. I watched this early in the morning. And I'm like, what? It was a lore dump. Dude, um, that it, like, imagine that's the worst timing if someone were to walk in you watching Hatchet 2. I know. And if you can listen, if you like, I don't know if you heard in the background, like, you can just barely, you can still hear Victor Crowley crying for his daddy. Yep. <laughs> people started disappearing in the swamp all the locals and hunters say that if you get close enough to the crowley house at night you can still hear victor crowley crying for his daddy in the woods okay let's just talk about that first um with the 
<laughs> pedo dude if i was that actor man and i wasn't actually in it and then like you see like oh this is how y'all develop my character after i left like you think there was a falling out or something <laughs> we're like oh yeah well now you're a yeah, pedophile yeah, actual dick on set he's like all right dude you know what bro in the sequel pedophile which he was like in Mad Men after. So I was like, oh, you want to? Oh, big shots in Mad Men. Too good for my movie. All right, bro. Now you're a pedophile. Congrats. Got to equal it out, dude. Equivalent exchange. You go into Mad Men, you come out a pedophile. Enjoy being a pedo. That's like. I wonder too, because there are definitely actors that like play roles of like, you know, sexual offenders or like abusive characters. And it's like, you know, sometimes you just got to get immersed in that. I, w- I wonder <laughs> truly how. That's you know, one how they thing. I don't know. I feel like mo- a lot of actors would pass down. Like, obviously, we're not even talking about this guy, but would pass down that role. <laughs> yeah, play a pedophile. Depending on how the role actually is. If it's just like mentioned in passing. But no, if you actually got to be like a well, pedophile. Dude, England, how did he feel about that in 2010? Uh. Well, he yeah, wasn't in the 2010 one. That's probably why. He wasn't in the 2010 yeah. one. Exactly. Man. There's, his, there's his response. Exactly. You're making me what, bro? Sometimes silence is the biggest message. He's like, I ain't with that shit. Uh, but yeah, they really dropped some lore on a character that didn't need any more lore. That, like, yeah, he's already dead. Like they brought back. It's like the... now it's kind of like, do we cancel him after finding out? Is that like, is is he cancelable or? Oh, he's so canceled, dude! I'm turning all my beaver babes. Like he's, tapes. No, he's no longer in the mortal coil. After this, dude, I ripped out all my beaver babes tapes and just fucking lit them on fire. I had no idea. On <laughs> a bonfire last night, it was both incredible and just heart wrenching. I was to, just like, like, remember my angel. I felt so betrayed because I'm like, wait, who would have thought, dude, that this guy that's pretending to be a completely different personality and exploiting young girls to take their clothes off for money, like would be into that dude. Yeah. Such a low, like I thought like this was a good guy, man. Or shame, man. Yeah, really. You, you took like a, a a strong, like honestly, dude, he was a fucking model citizen. Right. (laughs) I just don't get like, there's a, (laughs) the way they did it was like, no, no, he's actually an aggressive pedophile. Like, he's going after a 14-year-old girl who's, like, on her way. Yeah, she's got, like, her books and, like, pigtails. And, like, he's actually chasing them down with the camera, like, following and stalking them. Like, oh, he's not only a pedophile. Like, he's out in the open, like, aggressive. <laughs> like, this man is a menace. To, speaking of menace and malice. <laughs> Straight menace in the playground, <laughs> dude. I mean, the malice in the play palace. <laughs> Shut the fuck. God damn it, man! All right. I mean, now that we cleared that though, and we have denounced by him. the camera, die by the camera, dude. That's how. That's how he lived. I mean, fuck it. If he was going out, he was going out on camera, right? He died on film or on screen. Yeah, but I'm starting to think uh, Victor Crowley might have had reasons for all these kills he saw through it yeah i mean and it's funny but like here's the thing too i mean we really kind of see from the second movie getting that character development we kind of go back into the first movie and we see uh victor crowley's kind of stance on 
you know, like death penalty, uh, in pedophilia. Notice how he gave him a quick death. It was a neck snap twirl. Like he popped his cap off, right? Yeah, made him look back at himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some like some some pretty quick shit, you know. And some people may say, "Well, that's a stiff sentence." Others may disagree. Well, what you couldn't see was a mirror behind his body, and that's why he was turning around. Like, look what you've become. Like, that's why he had to turn around the head. Yeah, he's like. You know, it was very, uh, I think in that moment of his death, it was also very introspective to him. He's like, shit, what have I become? But we never knew that in the first movie. So it's almost kind of like, because of the second movie, we can now enjoy the first one even more. That's right. We can really cheer it on. Yeah, <laughs> we can cheer on this pedophile getting what he fucking deserves. Hell yeah. And then immediately after, we kind of get that lore dump of, uh, I don't even remember the guy's actual name. Yeah, oh. The uh, character. It was like Frank, I want to say. Now you're just thinking of Dead Rising, bro. Oh, I think Frank was his character in Mad Men. I could be wrong on both fronts. <laughs> Fuck it, it's, it's both. Mad Men and in Hatchet 1. Well, but immediately after that, dude, notice how Victor sees that this fucking dude's peeping at a 14-year-old. The fisherman? Or the boatman, I guess? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's probably skipping through it. Victor already caught him on that bullshit. He's like, all right, bro. Yeah, he, the, I was not buying that when he's like, oh, I don't want to see that. But then he's fast forwarding to see more. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, right. He's like, oh, whoops. Uh. He's trying to skip to the good part. Fucking creep. <laughs> Can't even enjoy it, dude. Well, just In the hate. very beginning part of the opening scene. I don't know if you felt the same way, but it felt very jarring. And I think it was just in the actual delivery of like, it, it like starts on her screaming like i just felt like there should have been like this might be too nitpicky but like a few seconds of like the underwater part or something so like you have some build up for some reason it started just so like like just in the middle of a scene i don't know and i mean similar to the ending though it's like a it's like it's like that like very abrupt yeah i mean it is actually the ending of the first one but something about like the the actual starting point no, of I mean, it. Like the ending of this one, though, of the second movie. Oh, so now the first one just like it, it's right out the gate, like super, like just loud. It ends like on a very just like an instant. True. Like, no kind of like uh, ending moment. Yeah. Right. Which, which I kind of liked, but I was like, whoa! What? Like I, I thought for a minute, my move, like the Tubi crashed, and I was like, oh shit, fuck! Like I got a black screen. Like how much of the movie do I have left? It is pretty abrupt, but it's hard for me to evaluate it because I obviously know it's like a continuation thing they're doing. Yeah, I, since I don't know. now we have a third. Well, we already know of the third one and then the fourth one, so. Right. But yeah, you're, it is, you're right. That's super abrupt, both of them. Yeah. I, the, the whole opening, it was just like for me all over the place. Cause yeah. Because it was serious and it kind of delved into comedy. You know, retconning it. Well, not even retconning, but just, I guess, adding more lore to a character that's already dead. Turn him to a pedophile. That 2010. And Cracker Jack, did, did you catch this little, like, bit where she's about to drink that jug? And she oh. doesn't? And that's his piss jug? Yeah. From the first one? Because they talk about how he likes to drink his own pee? Cool. And I'm like, oh. I mean, but here's the thing. From a realistic standpoint, this girl has been 
running and fighting for her life for like that would just get her more dehydrated. All, yeah, she's so dehydrated. It's not even funny. Her, bro. Yeah, but the fact that she would like almost put it to her lips and be like, I'm going to save this for later. No, she would be, she would have chugged it before she realized it was Cracker Jack's pee. So, but like, how pungent do you think his piss is? Because like, he's a working man. So he, she probably smelled it. <laughs> she's like, you know what? I can stay dehydrated for a couple of more hours. She should have bottled it and used it as acid attack against Vic. I mean, if they if they were in London, yeah, that would make sense. But I mean, <laughs> oh, we're grounded in America. Right when I said home. acid attack, I'm like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we, yes, there's a more BBC, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, and then just the fact of like, and here it comes, Samson Dunstan. The fact that he he <laughs> hears her, that name, and he knows that this girl is fighting for her life, she, the sins of the father. He instantly holds it her at gunpoint and says, get the fuck out, go die, or I'll shoot you right now. Because of who? Samson Dunstan. I thought you liked that name, dude. I thought you did a 180. Why are you going back now on your word? Regardless of this, I mean, I think really what they're trying to say is, hey, this name sucks. Cracker Jack, he's got, he's a loose cannon. <laughs> like, Dude, dude. He's got misophobia. Jack Cracker. What's that? thing called like misophobia like certain noises like just fucking grate your ears and like you hate it that's what that name mm-hmm. is to him don't fuck with cracker jack samson <laughs> does trigger word dude he's like get the violent fuck out rage <laughs> so i can't blame him for that but it is a little silly that he's like no little girl go die <laughs> get the fuck out of here die for me yeah, she's like, I want to kill that name forever. I don't want you to have a child and name it Samson Dunstan. I'm cutting the whole line off right now. Which is a little bit of a Sigma choice, but <laughs> yeah, couldn't fully commit to that. Um, And then basically that is the opening. She leaves and that's when she meets up with Tony Todd because he tells her to go see him. Then we get the Samson Dunstan lore dump even further. Yeah, which is like, I get like, it's just whatever. I don't know. Like the whole thing of like <laughs> his dad was banging this like uh, Cajun nurse over his dying um, wife. And wait for it. He's also. Yeah. Black. Fuck it. Well, Victor Crowley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say uh, the dad was, and I'm like, no, it was the mother. But you, you caught me, dude. I mean, it's just the thing. It's just, I just didn't know that. Interracial, it's dope. Yeah. But like, so, wow, can't, uh, I shouldn't call him King Hunter. Um, Thomas? <laughs> is it Thomas Crowley? Yes. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> His dying wife is in the room and next to him and he's banging her and then crying on her? Oh. After she fucking drops a, a death seal. That's that post nut clarity, dude. Right? But yeah, then we got some magic shit because she put a curse on her. And I would have thought the Cajun girl knew the curses, but I guess now it's the uh, no, white dude, swamp I mean... girl. <laughs> She's got all the curses. So we got a magical kind of thing going there. She looked feral. Like, granted, I I know she had 
dude, cancer. Cut her some slack, man. <laughs> She's I dying. I mean, she looked the part. <laughs> Whatever, dude. And it's a little stressful when you're like, bro. If she knew spells, though, why wouldn't she just literally save herself, heal her <laughs> wound? Like, serious? No, like if she could curse a baby, right? And make all like it's powerful curses. Like she made like an immortal baby. Yeah, like yeah, she made a demon spawn. All every yeah, all the like, plant life oh, and I wildlife. Save myself because my tummy cancer. Yeah, and that whole fucking, all the gators like died in the area and stuff. <laughs> when he was birthed, like that's a power. That's no fucking first level wizard shit, dude. That's fucking. Yeah, no, that's like eighth level spell. Like she's a high level priestess. Just <laughs> fucking enchant. Maybe she faked her death, dude. Oh shit! Now we're getting somewhere. But, uh, but here's one thing, like you know, yeah. I, I thought Kane Hodder did a good job acting like he actually did really well when like he was crying outside the one house when he goes to like visit those kids. Yeah. But we like a lot more of uh, like, you know, fa- like we got a lot more like screen time with uh, Victor Crowley's face and everything and like full body shots, very clear lighting. Oh, the actual Vic Crowley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but did he look different, or is that just the lighting thing? No, he he definitely looked a lot more like, weirdly enough, like softer. Like he had like a pudgier face. Yeah, very elephant man or like sloth. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Maybe. I was thinking sloth, and then like maybe it might have been they they probably toned down the like scariness of because I think he looked pretty scary in the first one. Maybe just a lack of lighting, but he was way more like kind of gritty looking. Yeah, he's a lot more like, lovable in this one. Yeah, no, like, he's cute in this one. Yeah, he's kind of want to pinch his cheek, his singular cheek. Um, what was I going to say? But oh, the thing about Kane Hodder though was like yeah. the worst on-screen kiss I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what that has to say about Kane Hodder, but holy moly, dude. That's a genuine moment. Go back and look at the moment where he has to kiss that um, nurse girl he's banging. Wow. That's it. I mean, I can't really paint a picture, and I don't want to insinuate anything about Kane Hodder, but, <laughs> you know, that could go a few ways. Go back to school, man. It's, uh, yeah, it takes some notes. It's rough, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I don't think there was a connection. Um, Says you, dude. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about Vic in this one. He's, uh, he's a little different. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, like this movie, like I said earlier, I was like a little bit worried. I was like, oh shit, like is the magic going to be lo- like lost in this? Because they were definitely playing it off as more serious. But then when like we get to you know the actual slasher the actual killer it's like the like the malice is there but like it's it's weird cuz i'm i feel like this weird subtle change in like the character itself yeah there's something there cuz it's like he's not chucking bodies about... really i mean he gets What's one up? good one he's not really chucking bodies yeah like he's it's weird because this movie's right after, you know, the events of the first one. Although it's a three-year time skip in True. terms of when it was created, but something about it, he's like more mature in this. Um, more like he's lost the passion in a 
period of 24 hours. He's kind of... <laughs> yeah, well, because he's like... Well, here's the thing, though, too, because this movie is kind of like Evil Dies Tonight. Now he's kind of defending himself as opposed to hunting people. I would say it's still kind of defending the swamp as a whole, though. I think it comes back to the swamp. Like, stay the fuck out of a swamp, dude. How do you not get that? Yeah. Well, because, yeah, like, at fir- well, the first movie, it's like, oh, like, he's... Well, no, it's weird, because this movie definitely paints it more as, like, he's, like, a vengeful spirit, and it's, like, only unless he kills, like, the three children that burned him in his house. No, they that put that on him. He never said that. Exactly, yeah. They, they, they like, motherfucker... Tony Todd, I love you, dude, but you've been you've been speaking for Victor for a while, bro. And then you want to own his swamp? It's reckoning day. <laughs> bro, you're running your mouth for a long fucking dude, I time. Knew when we fucking got up to that scene when fucking Tony Todd was like, The swamp is now mine. I'm like, good night, dude. You're yeah. done. Like fucking, good fucking night. Put the quarters or whatever over his eyes. Lay me down to sleep, dude. <laughs> The long sleep. I'm just going to get this set up for you. That's one of two things I remember about this movie was Tony Todd getting murked and being like a lot more Dude. in this movie. Holy shit. That fucking kill. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I would love to get into the kills. I think the, the yeah, this I really do. Want to. The kills. Yeah. But, uh, let's do it. And yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you got some other stuff about the lore of Vic. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Vic, I don't know if you noticed, it, it seemed like he was way more kind of like less ambushy and more just like, yeah, I'm fucking stomping and I'm rolling up in here. That's true. He There were no pop-ups. Like, he wasn't really popping yeah. up. I didn't notice that. Uh, but he, I, I take that back when I was like, oh, yeah, he's not so stealthy. He He's kind of playing a, a stealth build. No pop-up, but stealth, definitely. Yeah, it, he did it once, too, where like, the screaming thing, I feel like he was screaming a lot more in the first one. Like, I'm here, bitch. I'm coming. Like, he's like announcing himself. That's why he really was the freight train with like fucking, <laughs> like hitting the whatever, the train horn. Like, burp, burp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this like, like, hitting the bell. Like, ding, 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 ding. all aboard. Pain train's coming. Yeah. Put a fucking bell on him. Yeah. Fucking. But in this, in this, like, he's far more mature. In like a day's notice, he's like something about. It. I mean, because yeah, we also kind of get more lore about like his upbringing because he's been killing for a while, and like we already knew that in the first one. But like we see like a little mini montage of him like hunting down people like completely innocent. He's like, no, nah, he just kills whoever's in a swamp. Yeah, who are was that supposed to be in that short time frame? Between when Daniel Harris comes back, or is that like, oh no, here's just some old classics? <laughs> uh, no that that was like like pretty much immediately after I think the dad died. Just a more highlight like reel. A, yeah, like a highlight reel, like a, a small little like time skip between then and now. I wonder if they threw that in because you know that the sequel always has to have more kills than the yeah, previous. Yeah, I thought one. of that. That's I what put worried. it over. Was that I sequence. was really worried at first it was going to be a flashback movie of him just killing people before the events of the first one. It would make sense that uh, they added that later only because maybe it was even longer of a buildup for this one and because it wouldn't have been over the kills in the last one if they didn't have that one sequence. Yeah, and 
actually, yeah, you bring up a really good point. The movie is like roughly the same amount of runtime as the last one, right? Yeah, but it takes like 53 minutes to get to the. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say off. it feels longer than yeah, the first it one. It is, and it doesn't flow as well. The first one, uh, to me at least, was kind of. Um, like it, it does good. Like something was happening, but in this, it's like it kind of drags on because it's like first retelling his lore, and then it's like, oh yeah, we told you the same story, but this is what you weren't here for. So then they just add stuff to the original story, but after they just retold it, and it's like, all right, now we got to gather a posse, and it's just like, okay, fuck. Like I feel we're moving, but like at turtle's pace. Yeah, and I feel like you either do one or the other. Like, well, yeah, right? they didn't try to. I think kind of try to make us care about the characters but not really i guess but like that's the fatal sequel thing is and that might just not be me that's just not interested in it, but they like we well we got to give people what they want like give them more of the backstory now are you talking about the like quote-unquote survivors or just Vic no Vic and the whole thing which i, I feel like they just okay Candyman. oh i'm so sorry no no you're good oh, I, I yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i feel like Candyman. all of the movies is like yeah, we're going to retell the same backstory, but only add about five minutes of additional, like, lore. Okay, that's when, really bad, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, but that's kind of, like, what this kind of felt like a little bit, where Candyman had that trend of, like, a retelling, but we add more to it. The problem is Tony Todd's great-ass narration voice. They just want to use the shit out of it. Oh, I mean, it was good. Like, I, I mean, to be fair, as much as I'm shitting on it, I did like listening to Tony Todd speak. I do too. I just noticed he's not as good in scenes that aren't um, supposed to be like a narration style. Like the yeah. more conversational ones are kind of awkward. Because <laughs> it's like, dude, why you're speaking to me in such a weird way? Like, is there a camera in here? Am I getting fucking like? It's kind of stage acting. Fucked. Like, it's like a play kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, because he's definitely a theatrical. Yes, actor, and it works good Twitch. for epic moments. But well, like when it's not that epic, it's like yeah, it's kind of whatever. It was was a Hatchet Two? Is it considered a comedy slasher? Yeah, still okay. Because definitely, if there was a big tone shift in this, at least for a while. Yeah, but then they tried bringing back comedy. Yeah, like a good amount of it. Like the one dude, um, Colton Dunn. As Vernon, <laughs> he was like pouring it on heavy, but he just kind of comes out of nowhere. So like, and there were some funny parts, but like, it wasn't uh, established throughout the whole thing. I think. Yeah, it wasn't like a full kind of like a lighthearted goof as the first one. This one was kind of like, oh, we're gonna be serious, some real lore, sympathy time. But it's like, all right, back to comedy time. Yeah, because as much as I love Tony Todd, he's not funny. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, it's like no disrespect. It's like, yeah, dude, I just like you in very like mystique theatrical characters or performances. Yeah, so he's doing his performance thing, and Danielle Harris doing it really well is playing like a super uh like freak the fuck out, you know, despair. So then you introduce the like the goofy characters after, and it's like I don't know, doesn't really work. Yeah, no, I'm 100% there with you. All right, but, but Tony's... now I'm ready to go into the kills. If you are, I'm sorry for dragging that out. No, it's fine. I agree. And uh, as Reverend Zombie himself said, I'll be suing these motherfuckers for negligence. He didn't say motherfuckers, but you know what I mean. 
attitude. Well, this movie, we added more lore, dude. Retelling and then, hey, here you go. You didn't know this happened. And he had his foot dangling over the edge. He, he fell in? A gator got him? What happened? He slipped. Hit his head right on the roof and sued me for negligence. That cocksucker! Beautiful words. Yeah, I mean, that's good comedy right there. That actually is. That legit. <laughs> beautiful words from a beautiful man. Absolutely. Enough said on that, but let's get into some of these beautiful fucking kills, dude. All right. I got the 16 as a count, but yeah, let's yeah, get to so it. Yeah, that's five more than, or is it five or four more? I think. Was the last one had 12 oh, or did I have 11? You know what? I think the internet said 11 or 12, but I only had like nine. Yeah, because. I don't know I don't if they know. were counting the main, both characters and Victor Crowley or something. Oh, maybe like, oh, when he originally died, because the whole game theory that he's a ghost. So I guess technically it was more without that sequence, but it was close because that sequence was five. So it would have been an yeah. 11. Um, the opening one <laughs> was uh, Cracker Jack. No, Jack Cracker. Yeah, come on, man, dude. I know you're pushing for it, but don't don't start, you know. You know, I thought it was a little mean spirited. His parents name had his middle name as Fuxa. <laughs> and that's a callback to uh a not even a callback unless no one's seen it, uh Zach Alphanakis stand up where he uh Oh, what's the joke? He's talking about he was talking about getting a uh a gig with Cheez Its. He's like, you know, <laughs> he's like they were going to hire me, but uh, they wanted me to fuck a cracker. <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to say that they wanted me to fuck a cracker. I don't know. It's it's obviously way funnier when he says it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but, you, did a good, you, you did a good try. Thanks, man. I lulled. I thought it was still funny. Yeah, I am a young Zach Galifianakis. I I've been really thought you were going to say, I am a young cracker, so, you know, go ahead. <laughs> fuck me then, I guess, right? I'm a cracker, so I can say that. Yeah, same. I am a cracker as well. Um, yeah, the first one was, uh, actually really on brand and amazing. Yeah. It was kind of, it was like a mix between comical and just like, Jesus, bro. <laughs> and then like when the intestines just like reached its end and stopped, he's like, Oh, I was like, God, fuck, <laughs> that's when dude, it started Jesus, hurting though. Really? <laughs> but that's Wait, when it actually starts hurting. Give it to fucking crack. Oh shit. I almost did it now. Jack Cracker, man. He fucking, <laughs> That dude, he was fucking scared shitless. He ran. Like, you know how much that must fucking hurt? Just rope tugging your fucking intestines out until you reach your fucking end? Like, what is that? Is that tug on your stomach? Until the line goes taut. He's like, hey, give me some slack here. (laughs) Fuck me. That's awful, dude. That's so... And then he, dude, I thought that was cool because, like, when he, like, wrapped the intestines around his throat, I'm like, oh, dude, he's going to pop off the head. Because, like, they kind of do kills that are just, like, like head blasting or just super crazy. I mean, like, that's violent. a Vic specialty. That's the signature. That is the signature. Signature dish. We got to start calling his kills, like, certain wrestling moves. Like I know. And we get oh, some old oh, classic. All that. Oh, jeez. That one has so many components. It's got to be almost, the name can't even be related to that. He got fish hooked. No, it's got to be. Like, yeah, no, he wasn't pinned. He was just. Uh, 
popping a pimple or something. Like snap cracker pop. <laughs> snap cracker pop. <laughs> I mean, that's just it's not very clever. It's more just very direct, but I, I kinda like it. He names it after this one because like it's like as a tribute, but not in like a respect way, just like that's where he hit first, you know. The, oh uh, shit! The I mean, muse we got a hit. Bit of commentary too. I mean, shit. It was Victor, you know, being uh, interracial and such. Kill a cracker, dude. That's kind of whoa. I Would mean, that be a eight crime? I don't. Well, <laughs> well, malice got in the palace. I don't. <laughs> yeah, wow. I was I was on Victor's side, but now after kind of finding that out, malice and cracker know, palace. He, you know, he was a pedophile though. That guy was. a you know, because he was looking through his video cam. Yeah, he's at least a second, secondary, like second hand pedo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was in position of a. He tried pulling the old, TV. hey, I didn't make the movie. It's like, right, well, well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I got a computer virus and it went on my web recorder. He's like, I'oh, I'm just a curator. But, <laughs> oh, uh, well, no. What are you going to. Jack Racker, that's. That, that's uh, what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Snapcracker but, uh, Pop named it. Yep. Done. Snapcracker Pop. After that, we get the five. Yeah. Montage. Which, because I, I'm, it was the really fucking awesome face split. In, wait, wait. Was there, were there kills before the face getting like literally sliced off and the guy getting, uh, a spear through the gullet. Oh, that one was actually shit. Sick. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yo, dude, you went from having me pissed to being like, yo, same. That one was shit. No, that one was sick. The face, face rip off. I forgot about off. that. Yeah, that was really, really good. How did he do it? The eyeballs and shit too, like cut in half, which didn't look like obviously real, like super real, but it was just uh. like, oh my god, fuck, like that's brutal. At first, I thought. He was going to turn around and his, half of his head was going to be gone. But then they kind of fake you out a little bit. And then you just kind of see, oh, dude. Yeah, Victor uses the uh, hatchet in this a lot more. Yeah, he does, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I just kind of put that together, too, thinking about the montage. I wonder after if those two kills, I forgot what kills happened after that. Well, like, I'm wondering if that was because uh, obviously the first one only has the one hatchet kill. So like, oh, OK, we actually got to. Give him some hatchet kills. One interesting thought, and I just had to look up his name because I, I didn't know the actor's name, but Sean Ashmore is one of the dudes that gets killed in that <laughs> yeah. sequence, and he's in a ton of stuff. He's, he's in X-Men as one of the people, I guess, Iceman? And he's in The Boys recently as oh, Lamplighter. Yeah, he's a Lamplighter. Oh, Lamplighter? Yeah, I recognized him instantly. I just didn't know his name, but it's just funny that he's like basically Damn, an extra. I, I totally just missed him then. Yeah, he's with a well, guy that looks like an Adam Sandler look like like doppelganger, and they get yeah okay. What oh um, that's he doesn't get his face cut off. I don't. No, he might get not... his jaw ripped off. Oh yeah, that kill that was the first kill, right? Because it goes jaw rip, then face slit in half, and then the. Uh, it was uh, the one where there were two of them. Spear. It was the last one. There's two of them, like fishing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the face split in half, and then, or I guess, just shaved off. Face shave. <laughs> Take a little off the top. Bullet. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that one. One of them got like a spear, I think. Yeah, that I like that one too because it was just like blood guzzle. Like, dude, this movie fucking guzzles blood like crazy. Yeah, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Part of that budget reduction, not that there weren't. I don't want to take away. There actually was some sick shit. Some but great kills. Kind of notice there's a lot less and a lot of off screen. Yeah, in a way, there like actually is one kill. Um, a little bit further going out of order with um, uh, Tom Holland. As Bob, the uncle. Yeah, how does he? Do, I'm, I was thinking of the one by the boat when he gets his face like ripped in half by like the, the propeller or the propeller. Yeah, yeah, and like, like his entire face is caved in, like shredded, but yeah. like you can see it's very like hollow, and like there's just one eye kind of dangling out with like a spring. I don't even know if I recognize that much of it. It was a little hard to see. Yeah, I had to. This movie too, and I don't know what it was, but I had to turn up my brightness even more because I watched this on my phone, and like I had to go full brightness because there was some weird kind of film grain and like just gray like filter over the actual like uh, video that just made it look a lot darker than it really was. Oh, maybe that's what. It, yeah, I had a hard time seeing some of it. I would have to keep rewinding. Yeah. So maybe it. But uh, did how did worse. Tom Holland die? In, uh, we didn't see. How... Oh, was that inside the house? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tom. Okay, Bob was the uh, uncle, best friend, fake, fake out. uncle, Funkle. Yeah, the, fun- the Funkle. Normally, Funkle is a fun uncle, but in this case, he's the fake uncle. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was gonna take that somewhere else. I I really thought Funkle was something else. <laughs> the uncle that fucks you. Yeah. <laughs> The fucking uncle. But well, uh, we all got a funkle. Fuck, I'm I'm actually kind of losing track of these kills a little bit because after we get the montage kills, who's the first one to bite the dust when evil Cletus. dies tonight? Huh? Wait, you're talking about this one or the actual Halloween kills? No, I'm talking about this one. I'm oh. talking about this movie. Yeah, oh. like the hunting party. Who bites the dust first? The well, the guy in the beanie that's with Cletus gets his head smashed in. Oh yeah, with the hatchet. Yeah, yeah, like the like the top of the hatchet. That was cool. I mean, the fast cutaway I kind of liked because it made it look. I mean, because we literally see like the concaving of like the mannequin head, but it's so quick that you just think it's just like the jaw being crushed in. Something about Victor with headshots is just. Oh, he's got a head thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's got a huge head thing. For sure. I mean, the propeller was straight to the head. You know what I'd call that move for him? Mm. The baptism. Baptism? <laughs> oh, shit. You baptized him. Oh, God, yeah, that sounds great in the WWE. Sword too. and Stone was when he kept fucking smashing the dude's head in with the uh, hatchet. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's going to baptize him. Oh, he's got him underwater. Is he going for it? Like grabbing a chair. He's like, oh, he's got the hatchet. Propeller's oh. there. He could do it. Oh, he baptizes the man. God. Yeah, instead of like the mat like thundering and like shaking from like impact, it's just like the fucking guzzle of blood and just the hatchet like crashing into their heads. <laughs> just like gnarly bones melding and stuff like that, like awful stuff. Yeah. So we get a head smash and then we get the tur the the propeller kill, right? Yep. Or no. Is it yeah, then the propeller kill, and then we get the uh the iconic 
uh, sex. Code. No, that there's was, the dude, second thing I remember. It's fucking hilarious, dude. I'll say it right now. Definitely favorite kills together. Yeah. The scene. Holy shit. And I like yeah, it was great going into this. I didn't like think of that specifically or anything. The second it starts happening, like, oh my gosh. Like that one sticks with you. That is amazing. It's so good because the, the sex scene dragged on in such a fucking hilarious way. Very Friday the thirteenth esque. Oh definitely. Like one hundred percent I feel like that was like a huge just like jest. Oh, that was hilarious 13th. and insane and just so like graphic. It's almost like what like uh maybe like parents in the eighties think of like what Friday thirteenth or horror movies are, like like just that because they're usually not anything even a fraction of that bad but this was just like full on just vulgarity but so funny (laughs) like that whole scene was like five minutes right was it that long no it it felt like it because they were just like i'm talking about when they started talking that's because you were so boned up bro i mean lost track of time Fit. like you're paused on it so for so long good. yeah I, guys this this movie although an hour and 29 took me about two hours to finish dude that fucking the fact the simple fact that Pump he the fucking cuts kitty, off his dude. head and he's still pumping dedication he really did love her but that was just so fucking obscene and hilarious <laughs> oh my gosh and then imagine being caught in 4K watching that. Oh my god. Yeah, that's one where you like cover the phone like oh jeez. This like <laughs> Christ. He turned the brightness back down for that one. Um I had to turn it all the way up. I couldn't hear, dude. Oh, and the way he kills her, holy shit. God, I was confused though cuz he, you know, he does he does the the Thundercat. What you know, why are you confused? Straight. What? But then, uh, no, uh-oh. after that, after she gets it up the cat, and then he, like, drops it, like, does he just straight up gets the hatchet through, like, her entire chest? Like, is it kind of like a uh, diagonal slice into her, and then he just pulls up? Because there's, like, a dude just, like, a bucket's worth of blood, like, bashed onto a tree. Oh. I was kind of confused, like, where the cut was, because it looked like, with brute force... With the handle cut through her entire chest. We're going to have to play back the tape. We're going to have to play back that five minute scene, you're right. Uh, I don't remember. I wish I did. Because, yeah, no, because, like, like, she's crawling away, fucking, like, on a horse, like, just walking on horseback. He does, like, this fucking cleave right into her. Like, twists it, pulls out, stabs her in, like, the collarbone but like it's so deep it's like in the middle between her breasts and like he just rips it out and then just that bucket of blood gets splattered on a tree i will say there's a like fact about this movie that it was reported on the horror websites that a crew member quit on day two due to moral reasons with what was taking place within the scene it's got to be that one i mean (laughs) yeah right especially since they said that actor that's the girl that I was saying was in the cleaning lady is Alice. She like basically like showed up on like, like on like two days notice or something. Like she had to fill in. Oh, really? Yeah. So it just makes sense that. Yeah. For sure. That's the, I mean, who else would have a moral objection? Like, you know, it's a horror movie. 
And that was like first one that was like no way because <laughs> that's a hard one to explain to someone like yeah so this is how it's gonna go down <laughs> holy shit god dude that just put it in my mind like yeah imagining like all right like you're choreographing the scene it's like yeah this dude's gonna reel the shit out of you and then he's gonna get his head cut off and then you're gonna try to crawl away then you're gonna get a hatchet right in your pussy and then it's gonna get ripped out of you cleaved through your chest then ripped out of your chest scene you got it <laughs> It's like, dude, that goes against, like, God, I can't. <laughs> My morals. It's powerful, I'll say that. Premarital execution, that's what it was, man. That's in the hey, Bible. Man. Listen, it, some would say that, honestly, Victor is the real Samson Dunstan. Dude, you... He's that's a, not you, though, right? That's not you, though, right? You would never say that about Victor. No, but he's a real Samson. That's why it's disrespectful they would use that powerful name for fucking Dunstan. Um, who else we got though? We got we got the return of we got the uh, belt sanders back. Yeah, dude. The dude, I felt like that was a cameo in its own. That was definitely some fan service. It wasn't that great though. Can I can I say though? Like, although I love this movie a lot, like these kills were really good. Um, how the fuck did that hatchet pin him to a wall? It's so tiny. Pinned the uh, Shen, yeah, Perry Shen or Justin, I guess yeah, his name. It is. pinned him like up like a couple feet, and like just he was stuck there. But like I, I don't know what it was. It did not look like it went through and hit the other side of the wall. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, like he because he throws the hatchet in his back and he gets pinned to the wall and he can't get out. Well, in all honesty, though, you got to give Victor Crowley. He can chuck shit with force. No, he can't. It just the the hatchet didn't look deep enough. Like it was just sticking out, like just from like you could see the first blade just kind of slightly out of his back. Maybe and you're like, okay, wait, isn't it supposed to go all the way through the guy? If he wouldn't have spent so much time on those dumb accents and impressions, lifted <laughs> a few more weights, he could have pulled himself out of that easily. For I mean, that's a lesson. That is the lesson. I mean, you either clown or get clowned on. It's not as good of a fan service though. If you don't like up to Annie though, you do the same. Fine, use the same tool, but like the first one, he does it to her face. This one is like in the back of the head. Yeah. I mean, he's got to get both angles though, because maybe people <laughs> were complaining, like, hey, man, you know, we got a front face view. Why not a back face view? He's like, I need to get some more shots. I got to reshoot that. Then I'll pass <laughs> them together. It's going to look cool. sick in my highlight reel. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. My, uh, 2020 reel. Well, putting these in perspective, and I did think this once it actually ramped up i was like okay actually they're going ham though on the kills because then you also got the big biker looking dude yeah that was great that was like second runner up to one of my favorite kills and that was actually a straight up wwe match he's hitting him with the chair dude i mean that's blatantly it's the curb stomp holy shit here's what i never understood about the curb stomp why would he like will like there wasn't like like he Victor, was just out of energy. He couldn't stop him. But you still have to open your mouth and bite on the table. Like, all right, just curb stomp my ass. Like, unless someone's actually telling you bite the fucking curb, why he's would you? Bre- he's a mouth breather. He was like, <laughs> hey man, some of us have allergies, all right? Yeah, exactly. So don't, you can't blame him for like, oh, why'd you openly, you know, keep your mouth open? Like, why'd you willingly do that? Okay, you can open your mouth without actually, he opened his mouth and bit down on it. 
He's trying to like, trying take to keep daddy. himself up. God, you know, it'd be kind of fucked up though if he like encaved his teeth in, so like all he had were gums, and he puts his head on the table. Oof! But then you don't have that grip. I mean, he he can kind of wedge. He can wedge it in there. Okay. Victor's pretty tough, dude. He's a he's a handyman. Yeah, and then he uh he curbs up his face in half. Which was fucking sick as hell. That was so cool. And like you see he's still alive for a couple of seconds. Yeah, it's like and his face like slides forward the top. Yeah, half. that was a really good effect. That was amazing. I yeah, mean, that's a showstopper. It's so it's crazy like how the Hatchet series, though, in all honesty, they do a lot of kills that I've always thought like, wow, they don't really do kills like this very often. It'd be cool to see that, like a curb stomp and like head getting split in half. I think it's just such like the only word I think of is just so like vulgar and obscene, I guess, that like Yeah. It's such a ballsy move. It is it, it they kinda, go for it. It's so savage. Sense, it, it's very like reminiscent of what Terrifier uh was doing after where it's like just super obscene yep. incredibly just like violent and, yeah violent and just and victor has that just rage terrifier is just he likes playing with his poop dude i mean like, no, it's like it's like clown he's just clowning hard clown like psychotic i mean that's not a cop-out that's what he he's clowning it's just it's just sigma clown hours <laughs> in the terrifier universe and but, then yeah, Victor's just rage. Fucking Grand Slam curb stomp. Uh, yeah. We get an off-screen kill. Which the is uncle. Lame. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, and it's Tom Holland. So I'm like, you would think he'd be like, okay, you better kill me in a super cool way. I wonder, or maybe they just didn't have an, enough time for him because he had so many scenes that they didn't have time for him to actually do like full like prosthetics or whatever it is. That could be mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Probably maybe something around there because the budget was obviously lower. Yeah, like they don't have time to do something crazy with them. That's but the only then, thing that makes sense. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, good. Yeah, I didn't want to cut you off there. What was your finishing thoughts? I think I like blocked you out. Oh, I was just gonna say that's the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but time crunch and budget. You would think you couldn't top the curb stomp, but I don't know. And then we get the technically <laughs> last kill. Disrespect boy is back. I'll tell you what though, like what a kill for such a fucking icon. Oh like, yeah. His kill was like fucking insane. For sure. It it was kind of reminiscent of a uh, was his name Marcus? Yes. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was reminiscent of Marcus where it starts off like, oh, he just gets cut in half. He's crawling away. I'm going to pick you up by the fucking spinal cord and immediately i knew when he was crawling and you see that spine stick out i'm like oh dude he's gonna like <laughs> rip him out like he's gonna do some mortal Kombat shit he like degloved him oh right like degloved him. it was crazy because he picks him up holds him like over his fucking head or sorry upside down and it's clearly and it's, just like, a white bald actor Lincoln, dude he's all like fleshed out and shit just real nasty and then he gets that iconic fucking flings off screen into a bush. Dude, that was just like downright fucking rad. Like that that whole scene, how it played out, I was like, holy. Because like, in my mind, too, when like Tony Todd got like cut in half, I'm like, I mean, 
the dude's got to get like a way more like excruciating death than that because it's like he's played off as a bad guy how's the bad guy gonna get taken down and it's like getting cut in half i'm like no like in a fucked up way i'm like don't stop there dude like come on victor you got something up your sleeve yeah it's kind of a fake out yeah and then leave it to him to be like oh shit i left a stub let me pull he's like dude he literally fucking degloved tony todd like oh shit i got a weed yeah I got I, a weed in the fucking front yard i wonder if they like save because i was like yeah he's not throwing bodies or anything i wonder if they purposely <laughs> save that for tony todd's that <laughs> showstopper like with malcolm or marcus i really first wanted one. to know like tony todd's opinion about like his kill or his death rather i mean that's great that is in the world of victor crowley ultimate disrespect but in the world of our plane with the actor tony todd it's amazing ultimate yeah, respect you can see that at the end of uh victor crowley's uh intro walking up onto the ring oh <laughs> just decloving an entire human being and throwing him into a bush if you don't think that's going in the highlight reel right when the beat drops you got another <laughs> thing coming or right when that dubstep beat kicks in Dude, I'd hate to be his fucking opponent after seeing a full body D glove. <laughs> yeah. With that, one fucking hand, too. Yeah, that's a rough one to watch the day before the fight. <laughs> that's a rough recap. Holy Try to research shit. your opponent, make sure you're ready for him. He comboed the fucking curb stomp into the D glove. Holy shit. Yeah. And I'm so glad, man. Like, all these kills... Uh, well, I guess we can also technically talk about the... I mean, we, we already know it's not an official kill, considering it cuts off with the gunshot. But it is kind of cool, though, how they actually double-tap in this. Well, she's just hacking the shit out of his face, right? Hacking the shit out of his face, and then she, like, walks away. And then it's like, you get that scene where you have a zoom-in on his hand, and it begins to twitch and curl. And immediately it zooms back out and it's her walking with a shotgun. Just blasts him in the fucking head. True. Which is like, so, in my mind, I don't really know he's coming back from that, but hey, what do I know? I mean, shit, dude. If he, he if he could soak up bullets, like, fuck it. Just take the gun, double tap him. Like, that is probably the smartest thing we've ever seen in this entire movie. All the guns were like, bitch-ass <laughs> yeah, guns. Yeah, right. They were like, it looked like 22s, like old ass, shitty, like rifles. Like, none of you had a better firepower. All these country boys. I was a little disappointed. Realistically, you got to think, though, the movie's time frame is 2009, Louisiana. Yeah. There's some AR 15s. Yeah, but not every country boy is going to have that. Not in the swamps, bro. At least one of them would. Well, he didn't show. If they have one gun, which very few people just have one, but especially (laughs) those type of dudes, they have one gun. It's not just going to be the shitty asshole rifle. They're going to come fucking strapped up. (laughs) Evil dies tonight, bro. Well, we could talk about, like, you know, the professional way to say it, like the truth or baloney, or as someone a lot more eloquent than me said, why don't you suck your dad's dick again? Oh, shit. Poetic. I bet this means Shapiro was here. (laughs) What a genius. You do know the vibrator goes in your cooch and not your ear, right? Hey, why don't you suck your dad off again, bitch? I will right after you're done. Fine. Good. 
So there's a lot of little tidbits, deep cuts, as they say. Yeah. This one actually looks like had uh, tried to have like a theatrical release. Um, oh, really? Yeah, the unrated version of the movie was shown in 60 theaters on its debut weekend across the U.S. and Canada. Most of the theaters were unaware of the extent of the extreme violence in the film, and nearly all of the theaters had stopped playing the movie by Monday morning. Jesus. It's kind of fucked up. Even for 2010, man, they weren't ready. Yeah, fuck me, I guess. Do you think people would care if it was released now? Uh, that's a really good question. I mean, the movie doesn't feel like it's, like, super outdated. No. Like, I don't, I don't really, th- I mean, granted, a lot of, a lot of people aren't really, like, violence. But why are they going to see Hatchet 2? It must have been just the owners, like, were just outraged. Well, yeah, because then you gotta think, like, obviously, yeah, it's, like, Hatchet 2, so, like, you have say if you never even heard of Hatchet, why would you watch the second one without even being aware of the first one at all? So clearly, it must have, yeah, just been staff that are like, oh, this movie's too fucked up. I can't, no. Like, we're not going to stream this. Yeah, I I mean, showcase it. When you explain it at face value, we do sound like psychopaths for liking it, but... (laughs) It's like, hey, man, if people can't handle getting a Hatchet in their pussy, you just... You're fucking your snowflake. You just don't appreciate art. And that's okay. Really it's not made for everyone. It's kind of disrespectful. Really is. I mean, the amount of effort it took to practice hatchet handling for going into parts so delicate like that. At least you can do is watch it in full, give it the respect it deserves, and acknowledge it for the amount of effort and strive it took. Oh, this actually gives more background because i was wondering who released it this makes more sense so uh-huh. this is actually crazy it says it's the first horror movie to be theatrically theatrically released unrated uh-huh. in yeah. mainstream cinemas across the u.s since george a romero's dawn of the dead 1978 really so, just great so the mpaa kept giving the movie an nc-17 rating with each submission the filmmakers decided to circumvent them and go straight to a major cinema chain and show them the film when AMC theaters saw the uncut movie, they loved it. And when hearing how much of the violence would have to be cut out to get an R rating by the ratings board, AMC agreed to just release the movie in their theaters unrated. And then they pulled the film from their theaters after only a few days. Damn, what? I was going to say that's such a cool ass move from AMC to be like, yeah, yeah, like, dude, if you cut out half the kills, it's going to like essentially change the movie. Which I'm, that's super ahead of the game because now you see that a lot with all these other type of movies being released that have already been released that like like that i always forget the damn name of it it's a company that does it um phantom fathom events they do oh fathom. Yeah, yeah 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 like the re-release of that scream 25th anniversary and they do it for a ton mm-hmm. of movies um and you see that a lot now like movies trying to keep up since people aren't going to the movies like doing different unique stuff I like those a lot. Those are really dope. Yeah, and normally it's not big movie theaters that do cool stuff like that. But you got like Regal, and in this case AMC doing it, but then like backing down at the first, they probably got three letters and we're like, nope. It's realistically 60 theaters over a weekend. Like how many people could have complained in that 
amount of time. Yeah, right. That's fucked up. And especially again for like a movie that I can probably guarantee that like half the audience wasn't aware of the first Hatchet movie. I mean, this would be such a cool movie to see in theaters. Yeah. It would be unreal because you don't really see stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at one point or another, dude, we definitely have to like, because you can rent out a movie theater at AMC, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, that would be cool. we, we definitely need to rent one out and just like. I don't know if you can play a movie, though. What's up? Oh, I th- no, I think you can. I think you can. Really? Play. Oh, wait. Oh, shit, because technically their projector wheel. No, 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 no. It has to be like digital, right? I'm sure, but I'm th- there might be rights things there. Like, I don't, I don't know. That wouldn't matter. As long as you bring your own copy of the movie in some way, form, or another, just to validate that like you own it, so you're allowed to stream it. Yeah, but do you actually know that? Like if that's well, no, the case. I'm just assuming like if you had like it like if it's a DVD player that can then be like installed into the projector, so it streams off of a DVD. Right. I mean, that makes logical sense. I just don't know if you could actually do that. Yeah. With like, I'm sure like local theaters probably, but I don't know about like an AMC. That'd be cool. Though. That'd yeah, be amazing. Say, we should totally try that. Like, do a get, hatchet like, marathon fire in movie theaters. Hell yeah! Or in a theater, that would be fucking crazy. I think, yeah, you would have to pay for straight up. You probably couldn't make any money off of it or anything. Oh, yeah, no, because, like, I mean, if you rent out a theater, like a theater room. Right. Like, it would just be you pay for the room, and then you can play whatever movie you want. Then you create a private Facebook event and have the people pay you through there or whatever. So it's all AMC. Yeah, exactly. That'd be really cool. Yeah, actually, because I always thought when you rented a, a movie theater room, like, it was just... Like a like you had you have to have like a pre designated party. It's not like anyone could just waltz in. Oh, it's like a reservation kind of thing where you like reserve the amount of seats, how many people are going to attend, and then you just rent out the theater for like one movie. Oh, that's or interesting. But I, I don't know though. But either way, I know you can rent theater rooms. I just don't know the specificity of it of like what you can do, what you can't do. Gosh, that'd be awesome though. You get like. I don't know. Let's say whatever it is. Let's say it's a hundred people. I don't have no idea that can fit in the mm-hmm. theater. You get like a hundred fans that actually want to see a movie like that, and like that would be a fucking blast. That'd be cool. That that would just be really really cool. That'd be a riot. It'd be awesome. <laughs> a riot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially riot. if you did like, like a... a series. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, though, I'll give you some more. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I completely forgot. We oh were no, you're good. Um, Adam Green, Kane Hodder, R.A. R.A. Milhoff talked about, and Rick Callum. He was another one of the actors uh, who played John. They are all members of the paranormal investigation group Hollywood Ghost Hunters. That's a uh, real thing. I guess so. I didn't look that up. I thought you were going to say like a film group. According to the horror website bloodydisgusting.com, this movie's final tally of fake blood used in its making is 136 gallons. That That's makes sense. 81 gallons more and more than double the amount used in the making of the first hatchet, which reportedly used 55 gallons of fake blood. Um, the crew is almost entirely the same crew who made the first hatchet 
And that was one of writer and director Adam Green's stipulations for whether or not he would return to uh Oh, that's really cool. Helm. Yeah, that's awesome. Hmm. Um, we did get a reference. I hadn't wrote that down. I didn't know what why they did it, but there was that reference too. I mean, they obviously mentioned say Friday the thirteenth or there they said Jason Voorhees. And then they mentioned Leslie Vernon from the rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah, um, yeah. Behind the mask. Which I saw. It's a pretty good movie. It's interesting. Mm. I don't think I've actually watched it. It's pretty cool. We could do it at some point. It's it's uh it's like unique, it's cool. It's like, you know, a documentary of a serial killer. Oh, okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, we got the, uh, I guess we got a, uh, cameo from a Frozen actor, Parker O'Neill. Because he did, also did uh, this movie called Frozen from 2010, which I've actually wanted to see for a while. I just haven't got around to it, but I've heard it's really good. Um, you might have seen there like a reference or a cameo in the last hatchet as well for Frozen. He's got a few actors. He's got an actor from this one as well, like uh, the guy who plays Cletus is in Frozen. Um, and there's something about like this movie and Frozen since they both got released in 2010. Like he was like splitting time between the two of them. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like he was making them both at the same time. Um. And like I said, I've heard good things. Like I think there's a specific scene or an ending from Frozen I've heard good things about. Um, I have it on my list. I just haven't got around to it. So maybe we can do that at some point. That sounds really good. Yeah, I'm down to do that. We go down a Adam Green. Or no, not directed by Adam Green, right? Just uh, the same actor was in both films? Well, he's the director. Yeah, you got and some of the same actors. Um, oh, I don't... Adam Green also directed Frozen. Yeah, at the same time as this. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, he was splitting time between the two. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in the first one, how in each of these, the first three Hatchet films, someone says the line, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> uh, this time it's Tony Todd. The first one was uh, Ben, the main dude. Mm. That was a good line from Tony Todd. I like his delivery. Yeah. This is fucking nuts. That chainsaw that Kane Hodder whips out, which we didn't mention, is massive. Oh, really long. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like for chopping down redwoods? I feel like I've seen that before. Probably for like swamp marshland. Yeah. I would only assume. I thought it was for super thick tree trunks. Like it's so long. Um. No, I mean, it doesn't look that strong though. Like I don't know if it was just because it, if it's like prop form or not, but like it definitely looked like it was meant to like cut multiple thin, smaller trees down. Oh shit! We didn't even talk about that kill. Yeah, the double dick cut kill. Yeah, I know we were missing a couple of kills. That one is good. Well, it's not like amazing. Like the ideas, the execution wasn't amazing, but it was still good. I was a fan. I mean, they rode that chainsaw. Yeah, no, I mean, it takes a lot of balls to do shit like that, but they did it, man. Yeah. Um, this film is included on Roger Ebert's most hated list. What? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a big fan. What? I had a quote from him uh, from like his little 
review. There are many good movies opening this weekend. Hatchet 2 is not one of them. Tickets are not cheap and time is fleeting. Why would you choose this one? That's a good topic for a long, thoughtful talk with yourself in the mirror. Aiden. He was notoriously not a fan of horror movies or Friday the 13th, so that that actually worked. He hated Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. Like, absolutely hated it. So it's fun. Hey, at least he kept consistent. That's cool. I mean, yeah, now we can see that Hatchet 2 and Friday the 13th are on very similar wavelengths. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of through lines between the two. <laughs> uh, to keep the details under wraps, even the crew did not receive copies of the script, and the majority of cast only received select pages. Fake scripts, fake endings, and fake storylines were circulated around the industry, and no visitors or guests were allowed near the set. Uh, that's like hate to be a dick, but co- like, come on, dude, you're not screaming yeah, like it's or not something. That serious, dude. No one's. It's not like a fucking Smash it's... character. Like, no one's gonna be digging so deep for your story. But yeah, I mean, I get that you want people to be surprised, but first of all, your script is not known for being surprising. <laughs> you know, there's no True, twist yeah. ending you're trying to like conceal. It's pretty silly. Well, maybe he was doing it for the crew. So they'd be like, what did we make? What? What does that even... No, because the crew was all in Hatchet 1. No, 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 but for Hatchet 2. It was the same crew, though. As Hatchet 1, they knew what they were making. No, 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 yeah, no, they knew what they were making, but like to see the final edit in full, to have like still that level of just like, they could be like valid, like, views on the film no dude this is all about like like the scream thing because they did the fake scripts oh, and fake yeah. endings and fake storylines like you know we got to keep this under wrap which there's, there is no storyline to keep under wrap it's pretty stupid and they, like no visitors no guests it's like i like that uh i mean maybe it did it maybe you know the horror the horror community still loves it and maybe it was a big deal then but it was never a big deal like holy shit you're not gonna <laughs> see the ending that comes um R.A. Milhoff did his own stunts in his big fight scene with Victor Crowley that WWE match yeah no dude that shit was a cr- that was like Smackdown yeah it was shit was brutal a throwback um Colton Dunn improvised the song about food that he sings on the boat Wow, how did he like, do that? He sang about food, and I wasn't even... <laughs> I could have told you that was a bust. Um, we talked about how Alexis Kendra, she was cast like last minute as that Avery, because whoever was before her did not appreciate it. Um, I don't want to put this one, that'll kind of ruin it. Um, the third one, but Wilhelm Scream reference in... Uh, yeah. Cletus is thrown off the boat. I didn't even hear that. You didn't hear that? No, I probably just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it was pretty silly. Was it? Oh, it was like purposely a joke. Oh, oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, when he gets dragged, like he gets like yanked off the boat, and that's like the whole turbine kill. Oh wow! Color kill. Can't believe I didn't notice that. Let's see. Anything else? Sorry. Oh, I did notice this. How like the second one? Like, all right. You know, if I think it was a success, the first one in terms of 
getting people to actually watch it and there being some buzz in that niche audience. But like this thing, when I saw Hatchet 2 come up, the title is it Adam Green's Hatchet 2. Oh, does he really say that? Yeah. I was, you didn't notice? I was like, oh, okay, John Carpenter. <laughs> uh, so you have that with the secret script and all that's like mm. I hate to be a dick because this Iron Green guy seems cool but it's like dude talk about <laughs> taking the I don't even that's like relax bro I'm sure it was just cool and he was probably super young so I got like what is successful and way more successful than he probably thought it was going to do so that's cool but like uh, I don't know that's kind of probably a little cringe. I think you're just um, jealous of his clout, man. Uh, you got me. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be nice because it's like, I'm not trying to shit on him, but it's a little cringe. I mean, who was the last person to do that after John Carpenter? Um, Well, <laughs> I know you weren't a fan of it, but Candy Corn, what's that guy's name? Josh something. It was Josh's something. Candy Corn. But you know there is something I to that. You know he he had like the whole oh Josh last name. Here's before. the thing, and this is why me saying that actually makes me retract a little bit because it's like Adam Green did do the writing, directing, executive produce. Like he does so much of the work, and same with the dude that did Candy Corn. How he did like all the music, wrote it, directed. Like he did I mean, literally he deserves it, dude. Yeah, got it's two just full on character arcs go on in this episode. At least with this one, I know. But the thing with this one was he didn't do Adam Green's Hatchet. He did it after. It's like, yeah, you know me, bitch, for Hatchet too. I don't know. That's why it came off a little worse. If he did it for the first one. Well, maybe he also probably thought that people were going to take the the name Hatchet, kind of like Krampus, dude. Well, I mean, what's that famous director that did the first Hatchet? You know, the survival one after reading in like fifth grade? Oh my fucking god! Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, you remember that? It's one of the yeah, top. No, I remember that fucking book. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember the like front cover of the book just being like, "That's pretty cool." It was like orange and red, right? I think there's multiple because it's an old ass. Yeah, we had a paperback version of it that we read in school. Yeah, the airplane, the pilot. I think it's in Alaska. He has a uh, heart attack, and the kid mm-hmm. has to survive out there. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the top FAQs of uh, on IMDb. Is like, is this the movie based off of the book Hatchet? Oh my God, that's funny. As it's fuck. like, no, this is a yeah, slash. Totally, dude. I wonder. You know, it'd be so funny. Well, no, because Hatchet Two being like, yeah, it's a, it's a continuation of the book. Yeah, how funny is that? Oh my gosh, it, kid glue up. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, things are really turned around for him. <laughs> I want to say the movie be like where the red fern grows. Well, because I like that so much when I was like in fifth grade, I want to say the character's name was Brian. Brian? Be wrong. That might be the writer's name. I don't remember. There's a Brian involved. Okay, moving on. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel Harris made her feature film debut in Halloween Four, which John Carl Buchler did special effects for. He's the one who plays Jack Cracker. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, a lot of fucking homages and respect here mm-hmm. riley of vanderbilt worked again just uh for yes, one day young, young v young v it was shot in 17 and a half days um anything else 
I don't even know who this is. Who's nude girl on bed and video camera? That's the one. Oh, like, oh you're great teacher. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Damn. They really fucking roasted yeah, it's it. It's traumatic, dude. You don't want to remember that shit. It says it's the only mainstream role of Charlene de Villiers, which is porn star Casey Lynn, aka Casey 18, using her real name. Damn, doctor. And then uh, Adam Green reprises his role from the first one, um, where he's Ben and Marcus's friends. He's the one vomiting on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah. Or technically when... When Daniel Harris is walking to the Rev Zomb. Clam chowder puke. Okay, so we also talk here in this section about potholes, continuity, tropes kind of stuff. My only, like, main complaint, which is really just that, it's like, bitching about it, but, like, Mary Beth at this point, she's running off over, like, 48 hours of no sleep. She should be, like, hallucinating you know, like, bats attacking herself. Like, she should be out of her fucking mind. Dude, evil had to die that night. <laughs> Dude, her brain died. Do you know how many fucking brain cells she's killing every second she stays awake? Like, have you pulled... Even 24 hours is rough. Like, try going 48 hours, dude. I I, ha- I have before. It's awful, because when yeah. you go to bed, like, you feel sick as fuck. Yeah, like, she should be actually out of her mind. Like, kind of <laughs> spazzing out a little bit, like, seeing stuff in, like, her peripherals and stuff. She kind of developed a, a minor case of schizophrenia. Yeah, she should be nodding off. I mean, that's essentially what it is. After you hit the 48-hour mark, like, you're just adopting more and more schizophrenic, like, qualities. Char- yeah, qualities, characteristics. Yeah, she should be totally flipping her shit. Yeah, I wanted her to, like, shoot... Uh, <laughs> shoot her uncle. Head, and then, like camera angle changes and she's just shooting into the ground like full of dirt there's nothing there yeah <laughs> like she, that entire boat ride she just kept like literally like imagining it all i would like if she shot her uncle <laughs> but she actually oh, thought even though it's her fake uncle she actually thought it was her real uncle and that she was shooting him yeah actually she didn't even think it was her fake uncle. well i mean she did but like it's not even her fake uncle it's, just some <laughs> it's actually her <laughs> No, is this actually Tom Holland? <laughs> well, do you have anything on uh, continuity yeah, stuff? Just like tropes and stuff. Yeah. Nothing really. Just kind of like the movie development tropes of like, yeah, you have to retell the backstory and then you only add like about a solid five to ten minutes of like new like uh, origin. Which is kind of like, all right, but did we really have to know that? No, because it's really based off of that first thing, that it's the kids. Yeah, yeah. So none of that side tangent about... I mean, I get if you want to get Kane Hodder some more screen time, but like he's banging the Cajun nurse with his dying wife in front of... Like, what? Why? It's like, yeah, his mom was dying of cancer... But then it's like you would think at the very beginning, at least I was like, oh, so the mom had stomach cancer. So that's why he was deformed. But it's like, no, the mother with stomach cancer dropped an eldritch curse on the <laughs> mistress. Well, you know, that's why they had to hide the script. That's the twist was that you thought it was a stomach cancer, but it was the fucking curse, bro. That's right. No one saw that shit coming. The curse of Kane's boner. A real Cain and Abel story. Tale as old as time. 
Um, ending wise, I mean, we kind of already mentioned it. Yeah, we were kind of talking. I mean, it, it's very quick, very abrupt. Uh, just uh, Mary Beth getting the upper hand on uh, Victor, hitting him while he's down, kind of fucked up. I mean, they made a specific choice to cave his face in. Oh, yeah. So, and I do not remember how he comes back in the third one. I remember nothing. Maybe it'll come back when it starts playing again. But I like, wonder if we're going to get a cool, scarier redesign of his face a little bit. Are they going to have to like resurrect him? You know? I don't know. Go with the whole ghost plot, or I don't like the, the whole ghost. Curse makes him like a devil, just like a just like a demon. I like forgot that. I completely forgot they established he was a ghost in the first one. Well, it's not established. It's more so like, yeah, his legacy precedes him as this ghost of the swamp. No, but they actually consider him a ghost in the first one because he dies actually in the first one. Like his backstory is yeah. he dies. Yeah, yeah, and even in the second one, they reiterate, like, yeah, no, he died in that fire. He died with that hatchet in his head. So maybe they did it to say, like, no, he actually is supernatural. Like, they're really relying heavy on that. I like the more gray area, but that's why it's, like, the curse. I didn't need that magic. I'd rather it be left, like, a little bolt. Yeah. Like, having more of the debate about it, but that's personal preference. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, what's weird, though, is that looking at Hatchet 3 and then Victor Crowley. We're only halfway there. Yeah, we're we're halfway there in the series, but I'm also kind of worried because Victor Crowley sounds and looks from the poster cover like a very serious movie. No, really? It It does, kind of. I mean, the third one also kind of... third one kind of looks a little bit like a John Carpenter movie, not going to lie. Well, I just hope they use it as a vessel to get off insane kills. That's, like, kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But, yeah, I, either way, though. I mean, I'm excited for the third movie because I'm curious how he does come back. Well, as far as Hatchet 2 for the time being, it's beat. And we're on to the next. This is beat. Come on, man. Give it a break. This is fun. Not as fun as a bag of dicks. This is beat as hell. The only thing scary is Uncle Remus meets Bruce Lee. I feel like I'm an Enter the Song of the South or some shit. Oh, Marcus, gone too soon. <sighs> Rest in peace. Got to set up a GoFundMe for his funeral. Well, IMDb has a, a 5.4. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience, 35%. And Tomato Meter, 42%. Damn, so overall, a little bit less loved than the first. A little bit less, yeah. Not significantly less. Yeah. Um, What are you going to be yeah. rating it, young sir? Yeah, I mean I, I mean, I just brought it up, but at the same time, I mean, I kind of agree with him a little bit. I think I'm going to give this, I think I'm going to give Hatchet 2, like, a, a 6.5. As opposed to the original one having a seven. Uh, I think honestly what did kind of do it for me to lower the score from this compared to the second was just it felt like there was a lot more like needless like dead space in between like the action and just 
like story building in quotes and like i feel like there is like a lot of comedy in this still but it kind of drifts away tries to be serious in the beginning it's like serious comedy serious serious comedy serious yeah and i wonder if that's just because it's basically all the time tony todd is involved it's just yeah, not right. going to be silly <laughs> you know Some, something like that yeah something must have happened but like I mean, I I think overall though, like the movie was definitely still like enjoyable, uh, a little bit less engaging than the yeah. first, just because it's like, you know, you're telling me the backstory again. It's like, dude, I I already knew that. Like, it's like, yeah, but I was actually there. Literally the same events of what everybody told about or like knew about. But then like, oh yeah, just that extra time before that even happens. It's like, well, why didn't you just start from the before? And then already tell us, yeah, what happened back then, like what we know is what actually happened, because that's literally what it is. It's like they just kind of drag out screen time for doing flashbacks. Yeah, and we're starting to see what I'm assuming is the formula. I don't know yet because we've only seen two of them, but the formula mm -hmm. seems 50 minutes of more story or yeah. and some characters and then just chaos but if the chaos doesn't lead up to the hype it could be not great this one Disasters. still somehow pulls it off but it's not that first 50 minutes ain't great yeah uh, no absolutely i mean the kills in this were all fucking awesome like they kept the same energy and like that's where the magic kind of stays for me where i was like oh thank god like it, i was so relieved that we had so many really good kills and, you know, at first I was like, well, shit, were the kills in this better than the first? I was just going to say that. I think if we're just going off strictly kills, maybe not the fun of the movie, but strictly kills, I think it does better for sure. Yeah, I was going to say same here. We're like, they're just, there's a lot more variety and like versatility. We have a curb stomp. We have a head pop through a fucking neck snap. Yeah, and uh, you know what? We got fucking literally degloving half of a human being. Yeah, we have back of the head belt grinder or belt sander. We got the baptism. Baptism. Um, we got, got the, the, uh, the deflowering. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be that yeah. one. The iconic. I know. Just off of having that conversation of like just the kills alone, I'm going with six point five, like higher than I even thought, just because of like I got to give it to him on that front. Like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Because, I mean, realistically, everyone's going to see this movie for the kills. Like, you, you really don't care about, or normally people wouldn't really care about the story in between. Yeah, I wonder if that is a symptom of building, or what they're trying to do in building a franchise, like give them more backstory people want to know. Which is probably true, but it's like, I don't know. It's, uh, it just seems like almost like the backstory has to like actually add on to what you already know. Yeah, rather than just retelling it being like, well, that's not what actually happened. This is the truth. Or there's just like, like this other side plot going on. Like, no, no. Like, tell more about the main thing, which they did when Kane Hunter goes back to the kid's house. Like, that syncs up. Like, the mm. curse shit. I was like, what? Like, that is just a whole nother like side quest yeah just weird i don't really care for it too much the way how they handled it however the kills definitely kept this movie very high for me 
Yeah, thank God for that. And uh, like I was already, I, trust me, at fifty minutes, in, fifty minutes in, I was like, they're not gonna like. I was told like they can't pull this off. Like really, like I just I wasn't like hating, but I'm like, yeah, I just it lost mm-hmm. its thing. I was right, but nah, damn, they really went on in thirty minutes. It's amazing. They went fucking ham. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, I guess now I, I I just know what to expect of the third movie. I guess. It's probably hard though to make an hour and a half movie essentially, knowing it's really just about those. Like, how quick are those kills? It's they probably add up to like a minute of screen time total. So you just yeah. have to add in stuff. So it's probably hard, especially with lower budget as well. Yeah. God, that is kind of crazy. Like, just on concept alone, literally having less of a budget but making the kills just far more like insane. Yeah. That's a that, that's tall super time. impressive in its own right. And then you have all these like legends of horror you gotta do respect to. That's hard. And that we've seen the real low budget films like your uh Cyborg Man, what's it called? Manborg. Manborg, yeah. Like you see how hard it is for them to like make an hour and a half movie. Because that's like what an hour. So like it really gives you perspective of how long that is. Did Manborg come out in two thousand eleven? I think so. That's so. <laughs> it's a year after this. coming out in 2010. Yeah, but they also had 800,000. No, I'm sorry, 799 more thousand dollars budget in this movie. Um, Riley, if I were to yeah, send sorry, an email, flabbergasting what you had to say there. If I were to send an email to House of a Thousand Horrors, how would one do that? Oh, well, Jordan, I mean, it's very simple, actually, and relatively... Now, I'm not very technical savvy, so explain it to me in plain English. I'm going to take notes. Two. What? All right, I, I apologize once again. Yeah, sorry, I had to look up the email. I had to email ourselves. So... Oh, my gosh. Damn, yeah. you're doing so good, too. going to have to cut this out, believe it. <laughs> You lost some of the magic. Guys, you were so hyped. Uh, you seriously got to tell us about uh, what you thought of Hatchet 2. And if you want to do that, uh, you got to type up house of the number 1000horrors at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to give us a review. Talk about the movie. Uh, your favorite kill, favorite WWE move. Give us some creative names for some of these fucking takedowns because they're pretty, they're all insane. And dare I say, they're, some are even Mori's, dude. I mean, that deflowering is definitely a fucking Mori. And, uh, <laughs> Guys, if you want to do some funny memes, uh, if you want to catch some, make some for us, do whatever you want, want to send us some funny words, uh, you can find us on Twitter or at Instagram with our handle being at House1KHorrors. Do that. Post some funnies. Check out some funnies. Uh, Jordan's been posting a lot, more than me, so he's, he's a funny-ass guy. So anything you want to add on to that, Jordan? Or? I'll be handling the comedy from now on. That is true. He's comedy maestro, so... Till well, Hatchet 3, dude? Till Hatchet 3, we're halfway there. Alright, see you in the next 50 minute arc of backstory. What's up, young Vic? Shout out. <laughs>